You're now listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast, broadcasting from sunny Orange County, California. Filmmaker, journalist, and film historian, Paul Booth. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures with Paul Booth. Here today for our interview with Mr. Jonah Blackman. We're going to be discussing some of his films as an actor. Uh, Jonah, thank you for being here today. Uh, Yay! It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks I for having it. me. Oh, no, you're so welcome. I'm, I know it was a couple of years ago we had you on, and just the whole cavalcade of stuff that uh, that you do for our show, and I thank you for that. So, But today we're here for Jonah, the actor, which which I love saying because you're the most one of the most honest people I know. So I would never say Jonah, the actor, but you are a fantastic actor. Today we're going to discuss uh, the 15th anniversary of another gay movie, which is going to be hitting video on demand on April 27th and DVD on April 4th. Uh, also, yeah. Jonah has, a, um, uh, I guess now it's a web series uh, that uh, we'll discuss a little bit, uh, Pet Peeve, and maybe we'll see what else uh, we can dig up that we uh, know about Jonah um, from his filmography. But to start out, another gay movie on the 15-year anniversary. I was I was really glad when I heard this was going to be an anniversary show because we've never uh, talked to a guest about an anniversary of a project. So it made me very intrigued. I thought this is cool. It's not something that they just did or just came off of. So uh, I like to also have the guest, since you're on the air, why don't you let us know what the film's about? Yeah, gosh, you know, this is a just, you know, probably the gayest movie that has ever been made, um, really. And as the title, Another Gay Movie, um, it really sort of was a and has been a a, a cult classic um, since it came out 15 years ago. It's very much in the vein of American Pie um, or Porky's. It, this is like a teen sex gay comedy um, that one that, you know, the queer community never really um, got uh, and really hasn't had since. Um uh, about four young boys uh, trying to get laid by the end of the summer and um, in a all kind of queer world. And uh, it's just packed with a ton of different stars from um, drag stars. Scott Thompson's in it, uh, Graham Norton. Uh, there's porn stars. There's reality stars. Richard Hatch from the first Survivor winner um, is in it. It's just kind of this um, this culmination of so many different kind of queer icons that came together to participate in this in this film. And uh, it's just absurd and hysterical and shocking. And um, I, I'm really proud to uh, have been an, an actor in the film. I came on board as a producer for it early on as well when I initially felt um, so um, uh, ad adverse to actually participating in the film because I had never at that time read uh, a screenplay. And I, I actually, at that time, I had never done a comedy. Um, and I was like, I would never be a part of something like this. 
Uh, it was really? way, way huh. too, way too um, crude and just and and at that time, fifteen years ago, you know the 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 industry, everything was 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 not as open as we certainly are today. So it was a real risk. Um, and but once I realized how much it bothered me that it was bothering me, you know, as an artist, that's kind of what we go into. I mean, for me at least, I like to. I want to expand with the kind of roles that I'm stepping into. And I realized, oh, my God, this is actually an incredible um, opportunity to, to and for the queer community to kind of um, share about sexuality in ways that, you know, the queer community hadn't at that time uh, and certainly hadn't laughed at itself. Uh, you know, most of those kinds of films were um kind of coming out stories. And this really had a point of view and has a point of view. And so I know that's sort of a long-winded uh, uh, answer, but it 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 was something that, again, it, it, it repelled me. And then I realized, oh, I need to, I, I have judgment and I need to learn. And, and then I realized how brilliant it really was and stepped into it. And, and here we are 15 years later. And we also, it, it did really well. The first one, we ended up having a sequel. Um, to oh, it okay. as well, so it's it 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 really it really hit a hit a stroke struck a chord. Oh well, that's it's really interesting. You brought up a question that I had for a couple of rows down the sheet, but might as well just uh, go into it real quick. Um, what you were saying about the openness, not only of the community, all communities, content. I didn't look up the exact date, but I see the year falls after Brokeback Mountain, and I know on. We both know the on the studio level that was so it's so weird to think that that was so riveting when you look back at it now um i like you like what you just said about the uh bothered to be bothered like i remember my girlfriend dragging me into that movie and i thought when i left i thought why did i have to be dragged into that like i was so and like you're saying this uh another gay movie didn't have to have a tragedy a murder or a suicide or abuse scenes. And that's what I found to be so refreshing. Like you're saying, laughing, being crude. Um, I did catch in the video store when there's porkies behind one of the characters. Um, yeah. one, one of our producers uh, actually saw porkies in the theater with a bunch of feminists. So he always says there should never be a problem with porkies if lesbian feminists were laughing <laughs> but, but sorry that just when you said porkies i had to throw that in there um totally. uh given that you now have that perspective what is something that you feel you learned from now that you're not going through what you said about being bothered that you were bothered like what did what were you able to really pull from that process of kind of just going down that road and now you, you can kind of look back and see where that road took took you you know, it's always a question of like, who are you in your work? You know, you can do a film, you can do this, you can do a TV show, you can kind of, you know, do a play. All of these things are, are, are wonderful. They're wonderful to participate in. But, but what can you do that is actually moving the needle? And to me, that really is what interests me as an artist at this stage in the game. And it really always has been sort of, you know, the kind of work I've gotten to do in my in, in, my, in my past and, and hopefully the work I get to do in the future is, is really uh, hits a certain um, potency of, you know, not just entertainment, but it's 
you know, it's educating, it is inspiring, it is um, opening you up in some way. And, you know, another gay movie totally was an education for me. <laughs> um, I, I certainly didn't, you know, it, it, it was, it, it, it has, it uses language and, um, and just sexuality in ways that I, I never even was aware of. Um, and, and so that, that was really important, but, um, you know, as an, as, as an artist, it really does, it, it's important to be able to, for me to, um, feel like I, I am making some kind of an impact and, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up when you're, you're working as an actor. It's, it's, you're, you're utilizing yourself as a, um, as the basis for any character. And then you, you're building on top of that. And it took a lot of risk. I mean, a, a lot of actors didn't even come back for the sequel because their agents, managers, the film did so well, they, they didn't want people to get stereotyped. And, um, and when you, you're kind of jumping off a cliff in the way that, that another gay movie specifically is when you, when you watch it. I mean, again, it's just, it's seen, it's just, just seemingly shocking, uh, moment after moment, but in a wonderfully hysterical way, um, that, it, it, it that really brought the cast and, and the crew, everyone together in such a, um, in such a way where we all knew we were taking these really big risks. And when you step into art with that kind of um, knowing that it's a, it's a risk so much, it's, it's exciting and you can really feel the energy of that and the commitment that it takes to step into that. And um, I think that that's still very much on that screen. When, when you watch the film, you're seeing some really brave performances in in their hilarity, in their um, in their heart, it's it's a very touching film as well. Um, it kind of it, it has a really great balance. Todd Stevens, the director, really knows how to balance the humor and the heart of the film so that you really go along with these characters and feel for them. What I liked about it, I was not laughing at you, even though you're very comical in this movie, but because I've always seen you, you know, you're so well dressed. So to see that costume the first time yeah. and your hair. Yeah was just such a transformation. So so you had mentioned, um, you know, this is obviously at a time where things were more risky. So did it have like NC-17? Was it not shown at some theaters? Was it just art house? I mean, where where was that? Yeah, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, I, I don't believe that it was rated because I don't think that it would have gotten an NC-17 rating either. Inevitably, it did play on TV on Logo, um, which is a MTV VH1, you know, uh, channel. And there was a, a cut version, which I, I don't think I ever saw, but I can't even imagine how they could cut it. Uh, but initially, no, there, it was um, unrated. It played in theaters. I mean, it was the longest running. Um, uh, it had one of the longest runs uh, in New York at like the Quad Theater. I think it was the top film for like nine weeks or something. Wow. Um, it, I mean, this was a, like, it, the first film came out in 2006. Um, and this was uh, sort of the height of like, one of the, the last films that had sort of a bigger budget for the, for the queer genre. Because most of those films since 2008, when the crash happened, 
it, it, all of the, the queer genre films, unless it was a studio film, which again, they're so, so rare, those films, you know, most of those films were like under, you know, $300,000. This was like a, a, a good sized chunk budget. Um, so, you know, we had a great, you know, release and it did really well and, and, and was, um, you know, kind of, it became one of the most popular LGBT films of its time, really, uh, box office wise and, and such. So I think it really kind of proved itself in that way. But um, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't rated. And, um, uh, you know, thank God, some of the theaters that didn't need that rating accepted the film. And, and this is definitely a time where, um, not to sound like it's so ancient, where things could have just been straight to video, right? Very easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know for sure. I've, or I guess, you know, and obviously not straight to streaming, but I've, I've said that to a few people and they go, straight to video. Why would a movie just go to video? I, Never mind. I go, you know what? I'm not 60, so I'm not going to talk about Blockbuster like it's from way back when. Well, I mean, what's but... interesting, too, is the film, Todd Stevens, the director, he had a, a really successful, another sort of iconic film that was sort of the iconic queer coming out story called Edge of 17. And that was really known throughout the, um, certainly, I guess, you know, kind of queer cinema as one of the, the the top films, so he already had you know a certain level of cachet as a director writer, um, and and this was certainly a whole other twist on his type of work um, at that point. But um, yeah, it it, it 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 did. It had a full you know I think I I don't know how many cities we were in, but um, it had a really great release. I I was wondering if we could maybe go back to when you were explaining about taking the role that you noticed that you were bothered, that you were bothered. I mean, that, that really kind of, kind of made me pause while you were talking. So if, if there's anything else you'd like to say about that, I would really be interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I also, I mean, I learned a lot from, from, from that film about myself. Um, at that time, I certainly wasn't out in any kind of real way. I had done content. I mean, I, I did a film called This Boy's Life, and I kissed Leonardo DiCaprio in that film, and I had um, participated in other kind of queer uh, work, but never really sort of outwardly um, willing to kind of be in something so bold as what the film was. And when I initially, you know, again, I read the script, I was like, oh, God, I'll never be a part of this because it's just so intense. And then when I did start to talk with the director, I actually wanted to play the sort of the regular, um, the, the, another role basically. Um, so all of the, the, the four characters in it, the four boys, you've got the jock, you've got the nerd, you've got the everyday guy, and then you have the, the goth queen kid, you know? And I was, you know, being asked to do the goth queen character. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I love the fact that in a queer film, there's sort of all of these different archetypes and I really want to play the regular guy. And the director's like, no, I really think, you know, it's, it's, it's this queen. And I think that even just for the queer world, you know, the, the, the queen archetype is something that is really, um, 
there, there's issues with that in, in our queer world. You know, there's guys that are like, no, I want to, you know, stay more masculine. I, I'm, I don't like femmes or, or what. And so, you know, there's always sort of, um, there's a stigma to that. And I, you know, I had never kind of stepped into my femininity as much as what that character was asking for. And what I really learn once I really, I worked with the director and he kind of calibrated me to this, this kind of vibration that the character Nico really was. Um, I suddenly found this incredible freedom in the role. And I realized I really kind of blew out my, my femininity with that. And I learned myself, Jonah, where my masculinity really is because I got to experience so far what my femininity could be. And, you know, not having had that experience and being maybe a queer person, you don't know sometimes how, you know, I, I don't know how comfortable you really get in your skin, but after doing this role, I really got comfortable in who I was as a man and what my masculinity really is because I got to really step into what that what femininity was was there for me to to step into and i think that's when you know we go back to the, to the question of like being bothered by being bothered i know there's something to learn um in in taking on certain roles and i knew that it, it scared me and i you know what, what are we going to do here with what our fear is right in life right, uh, right. and really it's uh, you, you, I, I want to go into it and find out what's on the other side of that. And, um, and I got to do that with this. If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you did this? So, God, we were playing 18-year-old high school kids. Um, I was in my early, I think I was like 30 or 29. Yeah, just hitting that. Holy wow. Yeah. I thank God you, for you... My, my genes have treated me kindly. I try to stay I was going to say, here. you're... You did not look 30. At 30, I looked 37. So, yeah, that's that's wow. That's so what was that like? Because you were kind of doing the age old, um, you know, 90210. They were 37 playing 16 year olds. So what, what was that actually like? How do you as an actor strip life experience or things, you know, to go back to being that age? You know, I, it's it's just it's just being in what that character is, but also the reality of what the film you know kind of the the, the world that the film takes place in is already an alternative reality. Um, so it, it wasn't too hard to to tap in, and really you know my character. I think if anything, I was just a little bit more juiced up in my exuberance in the character. Uh, had just more energy because I think when you're younger, you kind of get to um, express that level of exuberance in a more ex ecstatic way, perhaps. So I think right. that's really where maybe the age uh, got to show up as being a part of, you know, still in high school um, was that sort of energy level, um, I would say. Oh, okay. Kind of just you're, you're in that freedom to let, I mean, that's, I, I'm, I, I mean, no one's done everything in the film business. I was an extra in a student film once, and I just thought it was so fun. I, I'm so interested in actors because I, I never say never, but I can honestly say it's something I'll probably never do. Um, so that's why I'm so intrigued about breaking this stuff down with you. Do you have a, a favorite scene in the movie? 
in this in this particular film well you know i grew up as a as a dancer too as it was like starting at the age of three and and got to train under the san francisco ballet and barishnikov at a very young age and i was sort of this prodigy dancer so i was really happy that i got to dance in in the film and it's in a funny sequence um where i had just i'm about to like have sex with richard hatch um in the film who is he plays himself in the film you know um and uh this is sort of like a celebrity that the character gets to 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 you know actually connect with and um ha it, it ends up being a big uh toilet pooping scene in in a funny way but i get to dance in that and i i loved getting to um to uh to share that talent as well because that's still something that's even still today still really present that i i i i i have and um so getting to share that that was really that was really fun in that well i had to i had to play that scene back because it was so funny and i try very hard especially the nature of this show to not think okay it's, i mean you, you know you I just for all of the listeners it's it's just a little yeah. key and you, you you don't want to um uh, if, as far as queer sex, people, uh, this is what something that I had learned, which is, oh, some people prepare themselves and they, they give themselves a, an enema of some sort. And, and my characters <laughs> in this, um, you know, wanted to be extra uh, clean. And he did a couple of them. And that's not what you really want to do. An OD on <laughs> enemas. And hence you get a real flatulation. <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> well, well well that's why it was so hard for me because i was like it's jonah i'm like he's I'm like, no it's nico i it's know nico. i will never see him doing that i mean you know like whatever if you were ill and in public i would help you but i was just like this is too funny and i just like played it over a few times and i just was like this is so great like and i really try to remove uh, what I what I know someone or I'm going to interview them or if it's a director just being like oh man they you know they went through that last year so that's showing up in their film and but I really liked that you're uh, uh, just on a quick note gosh those facial expressions and w was that something do you remember to take a lot of takes because you really nailed that scene as as funny and crass as it is has anyone have had an explosive you know. Um bowel movements i've 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 had to practice for that one. <laughs> oh man and also thank you for sharing that dancing tidbit because that did stick out to my mind too when you you know when you guys got off the couch and you were doing the dancing and um i always associate you with um and i could see it here and i liked that it was before i knew you and when you were younger because i always associate you with grace just your demeanor and you know, the way you carry yourself and the way you interact with people. So I, I really liked seeing that. Um, so the fact that you're mentioning dancing, thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Um, I, liked, I like the connection oh, to you're that. You're welcome. Yeah, it's because we know you do another thing in the business for your acting. Do you have that actor that you remember being that little kid and you saw this actor or actress or performer and said, you know, I want to do that. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I don't think that I necessarily did have anyone. I mean, I just, I loved the greats obviously. And, um, you know, I loved 
Robin Williams and Justin Hoffman and and Robert De Niro and um, and you know James Dean and uh, all, all you know, but also you know a lot of the women. I mean, I, I Meryl Streep and Jessica Lange and uh, C. Spacek and I mean, just, I, there's just so many great actors, and I think that what really keyed me in because I also started training very young. I mean, I was doing community theater and commercials by the time I was eight years old. I moved down to LA wow. when I was 16 years old, having trained for film and television specifically for since I was 11. Um, so I, I really, this has been a part of me uh, wanting to, to be seen and heard. You know, it's, um, I, I'm the youngest of four kids. I'm probably, I think, the quietest of the bunch. Um, and I think, you know, initially it is about being seen and being heard and certainly growing up as, a, as you know, and being queer too. I, what always drew me to working as an actor was I was taught that I could be out of control in a controlled environment. And, oh. and that felt like so much freedom a freedom to express who I am, who I'm not as well. Um, and it just sort of, it gave me the container to just explore as much of, of, of being human as possible. And, and to me, that's, that's still the excitement of what it is. Um, and, and, but that, that sense of getting, again, to be out of control in a controlled environment, you know, I can react in ways that I would never react as Jonah um, because of the consequences that, you know, that may lead to, but I can experience what that possibly could be in a scene. I think it's the playground that it is that attracted me more so than maybe any specific actor. It's, it's sort of, it's the environment that you get to step into to connect with people and, and be seen and be heard. Who doesn't want to be seen and be heard? I learned through all this that uh, what you're saying about wanting to be heard and, and you know, kind of new voices and stuff, like, that's what I really, really enjoyed about the film was that you could feel that, like you were saying, pushing the needle, pushing the envelope, the director. Well, talk about, Han I mean, as you know, but this letting the audience know, you guys really got to take a look at this film because the director, if you really put it in the context of where content was then, and what was allowed, uh, it's to me, it's a landmark in its own way. It's not like it has to be landmark like Moonlight or it's, oh my gosh, this or that. But that was what I really liked. What is it like to be a part of something to where like, at the end of the day, you know you got to make a mark. You're, you're still searching, you still want to make more marks, but you, you, you definitely made one. Yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful. Um, I'm grateful to, to, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I, again, I almost stepped away entirely because I was afraid, um, but risking it kind of landed it. I'm so grateful to have been able to have gotten to do that. And, and, and I hope that I get to do that and continue to do that. You know, what, what's more fulfilling yeah. than that? Now, are you, are you in the, uh, just so people could know that if enjoyed, if they want to check out the sequel, are you in the sequel or? Oh Yeah. I'm definitely in the sequel. Um, I did come back in it. In fact, the film sort of centers a little bit more on my character um, in that. Um, but yeah, 
And, and, and that goes to the whole other, I mean, I'm in a, I actually got to direct and choreograph a full Busby Berkeley um, water sports musical number. Wow. It, we really took it, you know, we continued to notch it up. So um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, definitely in the sequel. But, you know, I got to work with Todd. I, I did the, the sequel with him. And then I also just worked with him just recently in Swan Song, which was just at South by Southwest this year. And it got picked up by Magnolia Pictures. And I got to Whoa. work opposite Udo Kier and Jennifer Coolidge in the film. Um, and that's uh, a, a drama comedy, not a slapstick kind of, you know, um, teen sex comedy like what another gay movie is. It, it goes back to Todd's um, Edge of Seventeen. It's sort of the trilogy, ends a trilogy of his hometown uh, real films, um, real experiences films. Okay, well, congrats, Magnolia Pictures. That's awesome. Yep, yeah, I that, saw that that headline over Facebook, and I know but another thing, like as you had said, this was a comedy. Um, is there something that you would want to mention that I, I always think of like that uh, some artists or cinematographers get the same question. And I always wonder like, what does um, Al Pacino want to talk about that nobody's ever asked him? So is there a, a part of your acting or your craft that you would, you would want to say something about and no one's ever brought it up? What a question. I, I really don't, I mean, that can kind of go anywhere. I guess, you know, something that I really appreciate about even my career is the level of diversity of, of roles and characters. Um, you know, today, a lot of, th there's a, a bigger movement, and I think it's also because of social media too, you're getting personalities that are very much the personalities, you know, or the characters that you're, that you're, that you're, at, that you're hiring. But I, I'm pretty much, I feel like I'm a little bit more old school in that I, I like to jump into characters that I'm not necessary that I, that I'm not, um, because that's kind of the cool part of things. Uh, and certainly I'm bringing my own uh, uh, facility as a, what I look like, what I sound like, my emotional score, all of those elements. But um, I like to play with a lot of different disciplines. Um, from accents to to just body movement um, to rhythms and all, so many different aspects that 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 shift character and shift the way that we would respond to a character. Um, so I don't I don't know if that entirely again answers, but I feel like you know being able to highlight really the diversity of of roles. Uh, I mean I'm just grateful I've gotten to really do a lot of true stories um, and, and dramatic roles, and then also get to be, you know, go to the absurdity and in, in, in comedy and in high comedy. So um, just grateful to be able to, to, to get to play all that. Do you have something that you, that you, that you act, you produce, that you do PR? Do you feel like there's something that is the most, that even though you said you're, you don't want to just be Jonah, you want to explore, do you, do you feel there's one of those that is the most Jonah? Uh, acting. It, it, it really okay. is. It, it, again, it's the largest container that I can um, be seen and heard through. Uh, I, I, 
it's yeah I, I feel like that is um uh, where my spirituality can be seen my heart can be seen my intellect uh you know kind of whatever you have is seen and what everything you don't have is also can be seen. And again, that's always depending on what the role is. I mean, I think of, I got to do Hedwig, um, actually right before another gay movie, I was one of the equity um, Hedwigs from um, uh, John Cameron Mitchell and um, from, from, from his show, uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And that is sort of like the queer Hamlet Right, uh, right, in, right, in right. which it's a role where everything you have is seen, everything you do not have is is also seen that you're showing up with because it's it's comedy, it's drama, it's music, it's 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 basically a one man show, um, and th- that that that's what's so exciting. It's like how much can you share? How much can I share with people? How much can I um, touch people and on all these different levels and. Uh, that is super fulfilling in, in work. I, I, I do do other work and support and champion artists um, have as, as a publicist. Um, and that is, you know, a different form of storytelling. It's the story behind the story. And it, a lot of that is helping shepherd artists find their voice and how to communicate their art. Um, but that's not my voice. You know, that's, that's helping someone find their own. And um, and I'm grateful to get to do that and have skill sets that that help support that. Um, but when something is absolutely full for me, it's utilizing all these aspects of, you know, all the, the my facility, basically, um, my my body, my voice, that, all of that. That's something that you're amazing at. I would love to know, is there a specific film for non-obvious reasons that like, you would have loved to have been in that film or played that role. Like you could look at something and be like, oh, it would have been so cool to be in East of Eden and be that James Dean character. Do you have something like that that sticks out in your mind? Oh, I mean, there's there's a lot of films that I see. I'm like, I would have loved to have rocked that out a little bit differently than maybe the actor that was there um, for sure. Uh, I mean, I just saw the the trial the the seven um oh trial of chicago seven yeah, yeah. Trial of chicago seven would have loved to have been in that film um I, I you know when i think of eddie redmond he did the danish girl and that was i i i was not totally fulfilled by his character or characterization in that that would have been a film i would have loved to have tackled um in a, in a different way. Um, but God, you know, there's so many, um, I mean, there's just really so many films and, and not queer characters that, um, I would have loved to have chewed up the scene with for sure. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, that's a question. And feel free if you don't want to answer, but, uh, that's something that comes to my mind. I mean, uh, I know now, especially more than ever, we're at a time for new voices. I'm not saying this about you. Um, is there a pigeonhole that you ever found like um, from this boy's life or uh, because if they look at your resume and go another gay movie, check it out that they think, Oh, maybe this is going to lean towards. Well, have you had any experiences like that, that you obviously don't need to name names or anything, but I'm just, I'm curious. 
You mean as far as just being pigeonholed in uh, in in character? I mean, well, it could be character, or it could be that uh, the the being in LGBTQ films. I mean, that since you were in one that was such a yeah. I mean, I, I think that people really do. Uh, I mean, I've gotten to you know do television and movies of the weeks and you know i mean or and they don't even call them that anymore um oh right uh and 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 play other characters but i think those look people hired me because i think they they realize i'm willing to take risks and willing to play characters that people had a lot of fear around and those would be queer characters um so i think that People certainly identify me in that way, um, and casting has as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I th- on some level, y- y- people only know you from whatever they see you do, um, and don't know exactly how far out you get to extend. But um, I'm grateful I've gotten to play non-queer characters um, as well, uh, and uh gotten to champion that kind of work too um so i i don't at this stage in the game i i, I don't know really what the industry necessarily thinks or or you know has me as typecast anyway i'm just kind of um i feel like i'm in a new chapter in my own work and in my life uh especially as an actor and an artist um i don't feel uh held back by however someone would either identify me or not oh, okay okay no i was really glad when i saw that it was uh that you had a film and that's why i jumped at uh wanting to have you on i know we had uh well, the last time you came on it was for fly trap and uh we all love steve and david brooks and um so i just remember how that was just so dark and so i liked how this was so light um Let's see, as I as I go into my last uh, couple of questions here, I guess, do you have a, it could be from another gay movie or just the journey of acting, uh, like, do you have a best lesson that you would, you know, if you could give someone one piece of advice, what would you, uh, not to sound so cliche, but advice for them what would you what what do you think it would boil down for you well i guess maybe it's just staying in the theme of what we have been talking which is if something bothers you and you feel like you you know notice that it bothers you and ask yourself why and if that's a, a judgment then maybe it's a good place to take a risk and to step into and expand your um your consciousness and your experience um that that's that 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 was really my experience with another game movie and I like that expanding. I like that. I uh, somebody asked me the other day, "What would you tell your film school self?" I'd say, "Get used to peanut butter and jelly." <laughs> 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 what did, I mean, I I look back and I remember when I'd complain about that, but then I just look back and I thought, you know what? Why don't you just shut up and be glad you had peanut butter and jelly? Of all the people who haven't eaten for a week. Um, so is there a role that you would not play? It's interesting because I, I, a director just recently had given me a screenplay of his that he wants me to be one of the stars of. And 
I have some questions about it. Um, not even out of my judgment, but it's, I think when things are gratuitous or um, in, in some way, that's certainly a turnoff. And um, if, if you're defaming religion just to defame religion, um, I, I mean, I'm a pretty spiritual guy and I feel like, you know, however you get your relationship with the universe, whatever door that is, there's so many different languages, there's so many different ways to connect. Um, so it, I think it, if something is not, um, is, is not holistic in, in, in its storytelling or, or, or it's just gratuitous or it's just not deep in where it's going or what it's mocking, I, I don't have any interest in being a part of it. So, so, so an example would be like the Saw movies or something that just, you know, Well, I don't know. I mean, those, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't seen the Saw films. So I, okay. I, I don't even know. And look, horror can be so much fun for people and just exciting and, um, and, and rev them up. I, 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 I don't, I don't, it, I don't know. Cause I mean, I, I like all different genres really. So I feel like there's just great quality in all of them. I just, if something isn't handed, uh, isn't, um, isn't considerate in its perspective, then I, then it's hard for me to, to engage. What we say, what we put out into the world, it makes a difference. It actually means something. And even what we think makes a difference in how we operate. So all of those things are, um, you know, they're all pretty important. <laughs> so again, like even in storytelling, whatever it is, and it doesn't really matter the genre um, or not, because there's wonderful work in, in, in all of it. It's just, is it is it considerate? Is it is it a message that is for someone? Uh, as opposed to, you know, I don't know, sharing something that is just uh, not going to be helpful to the world. Oh, I love that. I love that. See, you're lucky. I've I've only uh, I've produced five features, but they were all just schlock, B samurai movie or horror movie stuff. So I've never gotten to actually. I was proud that I made films, but I've never gotten to actually make a film where I was like, oh, I'm so proud of this samurai movie where they go around chopping people's heads off. Look, I mean, some stuff is 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 just fun and, and has, you right. know, and I, I, I certainly am not going to judge, you know, what that is, you know, for you or for anyone else either, because, you know, some people need to be able to feel empowered to be able to take action. And if that means getting to a point where they can actually like, cut someone's head off in a scene and see that. And that's like, that brings someone, you know, I, I'm not, again, I'm not going to judge that, but um, right, it's right, just, I think right. it's always the intention of what people are, are saying with the messages that they're creating. You know, we, we, I don't think a lot of people are very aware of, of, of what they're putting out into the world um, right. it, with, with the kind of content necessarily. So I, I feel sensitive to that for sure. Well, thank you for that great answer. Yeah, I th I think intent is everything. And like you're saying, thoughts and things. And uh, sometimes I just, <laughs> I'll just tell the team an idea because I'm just like, I just want the idea in the universe. Like, I can't wait to 
say it next week. I want it in the universe this moment. So what a great answer. So um, with that, again, we'll sum up that uh, another gay movie will be coming to video on demand the 27th. Uh, if you're hearing this after that, then you can sh- go on there and check it out. It'll hit DVD on the 4th. And Paul, I, Thank you if, I, if I, I just wanted to shout out, because this year I, I have like four different things that are out there. Oh, yeah. Fire away. Fire away. Yeah. So um, so another gay movie is, is out on the uh, April 27th and is available via DVD, I think, too, on May 6th. And then I'm in and leading in the series Pet Peeves. Um, which is on the Reverie uh, Network. And that's a, a wonderful, um, funny, dark comedy series about being a, um, a pet clairvoyant, just newly out of prison. Um, and then I have Swan Song, which is coming out at the end of the year uh, or in the fall uh, from Magnolia. And then I have another film called Claw that I'm in, which is um, a horror dinosaur film. Um, that is also coming out sometime uh, in the fall. So it's it's a busy time. Oh, okay. Oh, well, congrats on that. And it sounds like, well, the pandemic's going on. Others, I would say, I think I need to get an autograph next time I see you. But next time I see you, we'll probably just be so happy that we could actually see each other that I probably would not remotely need an autograph. <laughs> so... Um, Again, Jonah, it's always a pleasure, and we're, we're very happy to have you today. We wish uh, all these projects uh, great success. and Always such a pleasure. So grateful. Thank you. You're welcome, Jonah, and take care, and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Take care, all brother. Right. All right. Aloha, brother. Aloha. Bye. Bye. And that was our wonderful talk with Jonah Blackman. Wherever you guys are listening to us, let, let your friends know. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our official website if you're not on it right now, uh, www.talkingpicturesla.com. That's where you'll get set photos, written top 10 lists, and you'll find lots of our archives. Uh, make sure you keep abreast of that. I'm going to sign it off. You know my motto, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, make sure and watch a good movie. Aloha. Thank you for listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast. Real conversation and movie-induced inspiration. 